0: Welcome back to new around here. I am your host Kate Cruz. So I have Amanda San with me known as Manders. So she is a fitness influencer. She is a health and nutrition coach. I will let her give kind of like the the specifics of what her day to day entails. I will give kind of just my background is I um, came across her Instagram when I lived in Coralville. So after I graduated college and she lived in Iowa at the time, having having moved there from Florida, and that's kind of, you know, all I knew about her. And she was actually living in my hometown. (laughs) So Manders, I was going to see if you wanted to give us kind of like, how about you give us the, you know, spark notes of, you know, your, and I also know that like your, internet social media journey actually started on tumblr which oh geez like tumblr that's a throwback and so take us through starting your tumblr things that were going on with that and then also just kind of like you know florida to iowa to now being in north carolina spoiler alert she lives in north carolina now love it here um so i started tumblr back in
1: like i think it was literally. 2011 maybe (laughs) like when I said it's I know um I grew up following there for whatever reason it had nothing to do with fitness it was actually um because I was very open about being in the LGBTQ community back then and so like I shared about something like really young and like exploring that and I grew a following which like back then having like 20,000 followers on tumblr was like a big deal like yeah so cool (laughs) and um then I got into CrossFit Uh, just wanted to start working out. I saw it and I was like, I think I could do that. Cause I did gymnastics as a kid, not like professionally, but I just felt like I could be good at it. Mm -hmm. And I started documenting my journey. And that was kind of the gateway that led me into Instagram when Instagram blew up and then started sharing like recipes and food and fitness and all that kind of stuff. And that was how I got into the fitness Instagram world. And then I realized that I wanted to coach nutrition So I started um, Precision Nutrition. I got that certification. I then, there was like a point in time where I thought I wanted to be a registered dietitian. So like I switched schools like three times. I switched majors. I was just all over the place trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then, yeah. And then I ultimately decided that I wanted to go more of a holistic route. So then actually in 2020 was when I got my Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Cert. And that was when I started coaching more like intuitive eating, but I also still coach like lifestyle performance, macro-based coaching as well. Um, and I coached CrossFit for a while. I had my level one. And then I met someone who was also in the, the like, gym fitness space and we met online. And then I moved there to Iowa and that's how I ended up in Iowa.
0: And moving from Florida, Iowa, ugh. I know more than one person who's made the move, and I know how many times you probably get the question, Oh, why'd you move here? Like, yeah, that must suck. <laughs> I was, I'll be
1: honest, I was so naive. Like, I really, really was because I actually didn't enjoy living in Florida. There was a lot of things about living there that I didn't like, like the cost of living, the people were really rude, it was super hot year round. There was just a lot of things that I genuinely didn't like. So, i thought my naive ass i was like this is gonna be great it's gonna be a fresh start it's gonna be so fun <laughs> so um yeah that um, spoiler alert no it wasn't <laughs> winter came <laughs> it was so funny As you were giving me hate too, like you're never gonna survive in the midwest and i was like i'll show you just kidding i didn't <laughs> i sucked you were all right
0: <laughs> it's amazing like literally the amount of serotonin that just doesn't exist. And the thing is, is everyone is just a like bad person in the winter. I feel like, like we all just hate our lives. And so things just get nasty. Yeah, for sure. So we've got sidetracked. So (laughs) already. Um, (laughs) So tell us what, like, what made you want to go the holistic nutrition route? What is holistic nutrition? Um, And maybe even kind of give us a like base understanding of CrossFit for those of us who don't know.
1: CrossFit's like high intensity interval training with like a bunch of different varieties of things mixed in. Like you have some forms of gymnastics, you have some forms of weightlifting, you have some endurance, you have like some bodybuilding stuff. It's kind of just like the catch-all for fitness basically. And a lot of people who do CrossFit also like track their macros. And so I just felt like, which I like to do, and I still coach a lot of people that way. But I feel like there's just a plethora of like macro coaches. And you don't actually have to be certified in anything to give people macro. So it's a really big uh, misconception that you have to be a registered dietitian to suggest macro targets for someone. And that's actually not true. It's um, if you're going to prescribe a meal plan or foods or anything to treat or diagnose, then you have to be a registered dietitian. So it's kind of like a way around telling people what to eat but you're telling them how much to eat if that makes sense and there's just so there's just so many of those and I also wanted to start within myself breaking away from the constant tracking and being like glued to the scale and just I I wanted to really like honor my body's intuition with food and just kind of not always be like okay I'm tracking macros forever. So that was what led me to going the holistic route, especially because I had worked with a functional medicine doctor when I was dealing with some stomach issues. And it was really, really helpful for me. So that was kind of what like got me into it. Granted, I can't like treat or diagnose anyone, obviously, but it's just nice to be able to know like how certain things affect your body. And it's not solely based upon numbers.
0: Totally. Okay. I'm going to get sidetracked again. As a girl with stomach issues, question for you. Have your stomach issues gotten better since leaving Iowa?
1: Yes. And that's what makes me think that it's a, it was a lot of stress related. It was definitely stress related. What's crazy is that like someone said to me today, my friend, she was like, you know, she's like, I don't even think that you realize how unhappy you were. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Because I think I was trying so hard to convince myself that I was really happy that, like, I didn't really understand if I was happy or not.
0: I mean, you know how to play your own mind game. So you know how to convince yourself that you're happy. But, like, there's some book on this that I've heard, heard referenced a million times. The Body Keeps Score, you know? I start on that
1: book. That book's so depressing. I literally got to, like, chapter 11. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm fucked up. I know
0: it. So I want to move on to talking about change. You have changed paths, changed your mind, changed a lot in your life. I want to know, how do you know that it's time for a change? Really
1: good question. I feel like when I started asking those questions, it was a little initial sign because I, and I think that a lot of people, especially in my past, they were always like, oh, she's never going to be happy. She's always chasing things. She's always wanting the next best thing and whatever. And I at first I, I thought maybe well maybe they're right like maybe it's just me that's never going to be happy and then I realized like for me personally I do not like monotony I don't like it it's really a it's a weird phenomenon because I'm a creature of habit with routine but like when it comes to life in general I don't like boring and average and like asking myself, is this right? Does this feel right? Because chances are, if I'm asking myself that, or I used to say to myself, is this what it's supposed to feel like? I, I literally said that to myself so much. And then I was thinking, well, if I'm asking myself that the answer is probably no. <laughs> and so I think once I just got to a point where I was asking myself that so much, is this right? Is this how it's supposed to feel? Is this right? then I'm like, all right, maybe it's, maybe it's not like, maybe it's not right. And I need to explore that. And it was a really good life lesson. I think all my change, I've said this before, I feel like I've lived five lives, but my different paths that I've gone down and explored, I'm really grateful for that. Even mm-hmm. with what happened with my ex, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that experience because it really did change me a lot.
0: And it, teaches you a lot I think too whether it's about yourself or other people Yeah. and so another thing that you have done publicly is go through all of these li- multiple life changes all at once in the public eye like that's a lot <laughs> honestly it was so
1: it was really hard I'm not even gonna lie it was very very strange and I did not enjoy any part of that
0: I can't imagine it like because I remember you started telling your following that you were just going to kind of back off from sharing so much, which you would think would be understandable, especially given that, like, you're telling them you're going to be yeah. backing off, you know, so you aren't leaving anyone wondering. It's like, okay, I'm still here. I, I knew in January, which is why I said that
1: publicly to my following, like, hey, I'm going to be pulling back on what I'm sharing because I'm just getting a lot of hate. Um, I can't handle it right now. And I deep down knew what was coming. That's why I did that. And I tried my best and I'll be honest. I, I failed more, more recently now than I did in the beginning, but I, I failed. It's really hard to go through a public divorce with other people who think they know.
0: Also with big life changes, whether it's divorce, moving friends, you know, like, there's gonna be, I feel I feel like losing people is kind of what people are most afraid of. So you've obviously had to cut out a lot of people from your life. How is that something that you navigate? Who do you turn to? What what are things that you've learned out of that? Like, has it become any less scary? <laughs> I really think that the people who are supposed to be in
1: your life will be in your life no matter what. And even if that means like they were a newer person, um, and they stayed through something that other people didn't make it I don't know I just feel like at first it was scary because it's just comfort like even even with you know my ex and his family it was what I knew for so long mm-hmm. and like I, I genuinely loved him and his family I really mm-hmm. did like granted of how things ended and what's happening now like I never will sit here and say that I didn't love him and his family because mm-hmm. I did and losing them was definitely, like, at first, it was just really scary because, like you just said, it's just what you know. But the more that you do things like that, I think the easier it becomes over time. And, like, you realize, okay, well, I'm, I'm losing them for a reason. I felt like, even though in the moment I was really, really, like, heartbroken and sad, and regardless of what happened, I still questioned it all the time. At the end of the day, I still... I'm like, wow, that really shows me a lot. And that was definitely what was supposed to happen. So
0: it sounds cliche, but like
1: the everything happens for a reason. I, I really believe that.
0: And another, I don't need to make either of us cry during this, but, you know, like some of the big changes you went through all within this year, like yeah. the, at least that I think of is you, you know, I don't know if we want to say you lost a husband, but you know, essentially that's, you lost a family. A- a family, a home, a friend. and friends, and tuxi. At first,
1: Eliza, and then,
0: yeah. And so my question is, do you think that, you know, the things that happened earlier in the year and dealing with that loss and grief, and I know, like I said, it happened all at once, but, you know, do you think that made it, like, more survivable? Taxis was the hardest for me because it was like unexpected
1: I had no Mm -hmm. I had no time to prepare for that I mean you're never prepared for it but like the way that it happened I feel like it was so it it was just so like I finally felt like I was at a place of peace with everything and like I had only been here for like a month Mm maybe a month and a half yeah and then that happened and I just remember feeling like oh my god my entire world again like Mm -hmm. and so But you're right, because I I thought that about the divorce and I thought that about a lot of things over even like even getting married, as weird as that sounds like I try not to say that I have regrets, but like I do remember after getting married, I was like, oh, oh boy, like that's that was kind of a permanent decision that maybe we shouldn't have done <laughs> and so like but 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 this, but you can always fix it and you can always move on right so yeah I, I don't know yes yes to answer your question I think like because I've gone through it so many times and I've gone through those losses I think it makes me feel like okay if I can do that I can do this yeah and I mean I didn't I didn't think I was going to make it through Drexie I'll be honest like I thought like Aaron was going to have to commit me to a mental hospital for sure so I, I mean the fact that I still did and I showed up for Bailey and Everything after that, yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I can do this. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. Shout out to Bailey, because, you know, I think if you didn't have Bailey, we all would have been very concerned. Instagram was very concerned. 100%. <laughs> Which leads me to um, the positive role of your following. I want to talk about that and a little bit, because obviously, like we discussed, you've gotten plenty of hate, especially from people in Iowa. And so that's just why I want to... Put it out there. You have your reasons to dislike Iowa because I'm gonna have a lot of people from Iowa listening to this. Here's the thing. The people that have been sending
1: this saying this stuff, like I have had them, I have run like I this is some to sound so insane, but listen, I was I wanted to know if it was the Iowa people and it was. I ran IP tracking links from the people that were posting the things about me and in the messages and stuff, and it came back to that before Iowa. So go ahead and try to tell me that's not Iowa because it is. (laughs) Karina, it's not the entire state of Iowa, but it's that core group of people that are still
0: doing that. So just say I know. Facts are facts. (laughs) The post was there. I got the receipts. (laughs) It's just too good. Um, So talk about the positive role of your following, and I think we really kind of all saw that come out you know, after Tuxie's passing. And I asked you, you know, when we talked at first, just kind of, if you think that, you know, having a following has taken your life through different courses, like if you went through these life events, with or without a following, how would that change? Um, And you had a really interesting answer about your answer was yes. And so I'd love to hear more about that. I think that sometimes it's really 50 50 for me. Sometimes
1: it's hard for me to have the positive outweigh the negative because it's the, the negative is so much louder. And for some reason people listen to the negative. And I think to myself, you know, like any other person that goes through a divorce, like they don't have to have, you know, 150,000 people making, not that everyone's doing this, but you know, they're not looking to see what happened. They're not like trying to say that someone cheated. They're not trying to say that like, I have seen so many different rumors And it's hard because I know that I can't control the narrative. Like I've just accepted that from the day that I left. I knew it was going to be that way. Mm -hmm. And so there's part of me that's like, okay, if I didn't have this following, would I really even care? Like what Iowa said, you know, because Mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh my God, this is like directly affecting my business. This is affecting more than just me. It's like people close to me and anyone that was in my life. Like there were a few of my friends that people were accusing me of having affairs with and stuff like that. So if I didn't have a following, it would have been like, okay, I got divorced. Okay, moving on, you know, but like, because I have a following, it was like a fucking scandal. It was like, and it's still, it literally, our divorce was finalized in July, which tells you like, okay, think about how many months before that we were knowing that we were getting divorced, right? It is November, and I'm still seeing shit. And so if I didn't have a following, it would make it a lot more easy to move on from this. But the positive side to that is the support and I think people who go through similar things they like to feel like they can resonate with someone else and you know understand their their struggles and for me personally with tuxies passing I have never in my life felt more loved by a community than the people on the dog page um which sadly as we're speaking is on private because I can't figure out who the person (laughs) is watching me so don't try to follow it but the dog page, uh, had like 12,000 followers. And I'm telling you every single gift, memorial card, like it was mind blowing from complete strangers to me, but these people felt like I was a part of their life. And I just think that that is the coolest thing ever. Cause when I'm talking on there, like I'm talking as if it's my friends, like Mm -hmm. we're FaceTiming. And I guess I just didn't realize how much people like really appreciated that and how, it made them feel. And so to see that like given back to me was just absolutely incredible. Like I saved every single card from Tuxie's passing every gift. I mean, I was just in awe of the way that I was supported through that. So if I didn't have the following, I wouldn't have gotten that.
0: And you also kind of mentioned just about how your following has changed and opened your viewpoints and beliefs and stuff. So how has that changed as your following has grown?
1: I was definitely in a bubble in Florida and I didn't have as big of a following and moving to the Midwest made me realize the like far right side of the bubble that I not that I personally believed in but that I was like trapped in and didn't understand until, you know, some major major worldly events started happening while I was in the Midwest. And I was seeing all of the other people following um, that I was following, that was following me, just, you know, things on social media that did not align with where I was geographically. And I was like, oh my God, like, I, I mean, I kind of went from one red state to the other, right? Like I just didn't realize because for me, like when I was younger, I didn't have as much interest in that, which is like a very, very privileged thing to say, but I, am not as, I was not as passionate at like 18 as I am now at 28. It's taken me like 10 years to really figure out my own morals and political beliefs. But I really don't think that if I had the following or like had the reach that I do, that I would realize how important it was. Like me to speak up on things, which I struggled with a bit when I started getting close to like 100,000 followers. Because when you do have a following, people expect you to speak out about almost everything event that happens because they want to know who they're following and what they stand for whereas like for example any normal person like no one no one asks their fucking 70 followers to go speak out you, you know what I'm saying yeah so like that's a really weird dynamic that I don't didn't understand so when people started doing that to me I was like well I don't know like I need to I need to figure this out so like when I was in the like red state I was like hmm okay wait a minute I was like hold on because I don't want to be like associated with this because I don't believe what they believe and then I started having to really like come into my own with like what I stood for and what I believed and that's how I realized like okay it's not where I don't fit in here
0: that makes a lot of sense and actually it is really interesting because I totally know what you mean like I've never had anyone expect me to express my views but you know I like how you know I think that through that, you learned a lot about yourself, you know, and what Mm -hmm. you stand for and what you believe in, which is, you know, maybe not the most fun way to go through it. But I, yeah, I I always say I learn my lessons the hard way because it's the best way. (laughs) 100% I do the same thing. I definitely learn my
1: lessons the hard way. That is very true.
0: You do it one and done. (laughs) Like, Hopefully, at least sometimes I've done two or three and done. But it's like at least oh, yeah. at that point I'm like, okay, I had this coming. But what are some other things that you have learned about yourself this year?
1: That I'm not straight. But let me let me clarify this because I I didn't not know this. I just didn't accept it, and I and the reason I didn't accept it is because of the community that I was
0: around. Like your physical location community.
1: Yes. And I was not super comfortable talking about that because at that point it was a past. Like I, from my perspective, if you feel like you can fall in love with someone based on just their personality and not their gender, to me, that makes me feel like you are more of a sexually fluid person or, you know, commonly labeled as queer or whatever. But I just never put that label on myself before I got married and I never really talked about it much in depth because at that point I was in love with a man and I just, that's how it was. And (laughs) I think that that was partially my fault for not like really talking more about sexuality and like really bringing those things up because once it got brought up, then like how I felt about it and how I personally viewed myself on like a spectrum. Then it was when, like, I really realized, oh, my God, like, I, I'm i the minority here. Like, I am the one that thinks that this is normal and, like, it's okay. Or I would rather, I wish it was normal, I should say. Um, and the people in my life were not accepting of that. And so I learned that, like, I can't be with someone and vice versa who is not on the same page about like those type of sexuality things and that's something that I learned this year even though I knew that I considered myself to be not street like I realized more about what that actually meant to me and what that looks like in a marriage because it it couldn't work it just I mean that wasn't just to clarify that wasn't the reason why we separated but I realized that that was like an underlying factor of like we don't agree on this, and this is like a very, very big and core thing that has it's just like the sexuality is like the title, but it's coming from a core belief system, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was, you know, found this very interesting as I grew up literally seeing both sides, and I've observed that conservatives are very weary of change. Where they kind of, you know, want to look at the history and like how we've done things before and use that to move forward where I feel like Democrats so embrace change like they want all of it at once. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that was also where I struggled with that, like
1: just with who I was surrounded by in Iowa, because being able to like love somebody or keep them in your life when they don't agree that like women should have basic human rights or people of color should have basic human rights trans kids you know like there's a lot of issues that I did not know that I was around people who had not just like oh okay we're just like not going to talk about it I mean like eventually over time it was like full-blown arguments <laughs> and so that to me I was like I can't, I can't. like I can I'm not one of those people where I can be like oh you know how like not to generalize all Christians but you know how that's a very Christian saying of them to say like love the sin or hate the sin, like, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot, like, for, and when it comes to politics, like, if you are somebody that is so far on the opposite side, and you don't believe that I should have the right to my own body, like, how can I consider you my family? I just, I can't, and I know people are probably listening, they to be like, oh my god, she's so, she's such a progressive liberal, but, like, it it's a direct, like, divide in, in views, and, mm-hmm. like, the more that I learned that, the more I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I, I can't even, I can't even be around you. Like, I, I'm actually, I hate you.
0: <laughs> well, and I, I think a big part of it is that like, not only not accepting of you, but they can't accept that that's a core belief of yours.
1: They don't believe that it's a real thing, which is really bothersome to me. Like one of the, one of the very last things that somebody said to me before I had left was if I found out that my husband was with a man at one point in his life, And I would have never married him. And I was like, well, then, okay. Like, keep going with your homophobic self there because I, that's all I need to know. You know, like, it just, I realized it at the last, (laughs) it like, too little, too late. You know, I realized that shit way (laughs) too late in the game. And now, you know, it's given me perspective moving forward, of course, because now I'm like, I know what to look for, you know. But I mean, wow, it, it really taught me that I can't function. Like I could, because I was always like, don't say this. Like, why are you talking about this online? Don't talk, don't talk about this. Like, why do people need to know that? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it's just me. It's just,
0: it's just my core beliefs. It's what I think. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not a show. So I. I'm I not doing yeah. it for any reason. I'm doing it because this is me.
1: Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And that is what I believe. So having to shut that down just really like showed me that that's not where I belong because I cannot function with that type of relationship.
0: And I I've learned one thing is that like, I do not fuck with people who want to try and tell me how to feel. Yeah. They don't agree with it. Yeah. And they don't want to have the conversation and they don't want to, you know, be in that uncomfortable position where they, you know, have to defend their shitty beliefs.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's so funny that you actually say that um, about like saying the word shitty beliefs, because there was a period of time where I, um, do you remember when I made the Chick-fil-A like copycat restaurant, uh, re- restaurant, recipe, like the sandwich? Yes. Okay. And so <laughs> another learning lesson in the memory of Mander's of, makes a mistake. Um, I I purchased this sandwich from Chick-fil-A and then I had a lot of people, this is again, like going back to what you said about like the following, right? If I didn't have a following, nobody would give a fuck. But I purchased this sandwich to do like a copycat, like macro friendly version of this Chick-fil-A sandwich. And people were like, oh my God, like I can't believe that you would buy Chick-fil-A. They they hate gay people, blah, blah, blah. And at the time, like I will be 100% honest, I was so naive, I actually didn't know that. (laughs) and so then when I looked into it I was like oh fuck and I was like all right so I'm like I had to like make this like statement and I said okay clearly I said I don't agree with Chick-fil-a's shitty beliefs and when I said that the people in my personal life got very offended because they had the same beliefs as Chick-fil-a and I was like hold up wait a minute (laughs) so like there's really interesting dynamics that happened that (laughs) taught me about like what I was dealing with that I didn't even know that I was dealing with
0: you know what I mean it's so thanks to (laughs) Chick-fil-a right
1: like that was like one of the the opening of my eye moments where I was like
0: what life-changing moments at chick-fil-a you know um how they do right. those commercials where it's like they make a big deal out of how they gave a like kid a balloon for their birthday we should yes, consider, yeah, like yes. how chick-fil-a helped me realize that i needed to change my life
1: <laughs> yeah or just like and and when i would say like that's very homophobic when i would say certain things like that it's like no no it's not And and so what you were just saying about like oh it's because they want to tell you how they feel that continued to happen over time and just time and time and time again where it was like i felt a certain way about something and it was like no 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 you don't because it's not homophobic and i was like no but it, it is to me it's homophobic to me and i just learned that like it uh, doesn't matter what i say and even to this day it doesn't matter how many people i tell like i didn't cheat on my ex-husband i didn't do this i didn't do that it doesn't fucking matter they're still gonna believe whatever they want to believe and tell people that and cultivate it however they want because that's the narrative that they have and that's just that's how they roll it's their narrative or nothing else
0: yeah that's ridiculous so how has north carolina treated you that
1: we really enjoy it so far the weather is super nice it's not that's why i picked here because i didn't want to go back to florida people were like why didn't you just go back first of all i didn't like living there second of all the cost of living was out of control and so cost of living is great here. Weather is not too hot, not too cold. You can go two hours like west of the mountains or you could go two hours east of the beach. There's definitely a lot of variety in your environment here, which I think is really cool. The people are really nice so far. There's definitely a good food scene. I'm in Raleigh because <laughs> don't know how I picked this, which is so funny. Again, like people making their assumptions about like me moving here for somebody Which I did it. I literally, bro, I Googled top cities to live in the United
0: States. Swear to God. That's how I I remember remember your Instagram story. I is, is, So (laughs) I was I was doing that before I moved to Kansas City. Um when I was gonna when I wanted to move after I graduated, but then I graduated two months into COVID and I was like, oh shit. Um and I was Googling top cities. I was doing the same freaking thing, except for then cost of living literally like jigsawed everywhere so i couldn't ended up in kansas city um Mm -hmm. but i I was doing the exact same thing so you just pulled the trigger on what i actually wanted to do
1: (laughs) what does it matter i i don't i can work from wherever yeah and i just knew that i didn't want to be in the cold again and i didn't i know that like north carolina is i guess outside of raleigh a primarily red state but and the city of raleigh wasn't. So I was like, okay, so I can go to a more progressive area that's on the east coast kind of close to my mom. It's literally an hour flight to my mom in oh, Florida. Oh, that's perfect. Like it's yeah, so I could still go back to see her. Um it's an hour to it's in between so my mom's family is in Pennsylvania and my mom's in Florida. So it's like right in the middle of those two. And the only other place that I was ever really interested in living was California, but like way too expensive. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, all right, well, east coast it is. And this is an area that other people said they enjoyed. So I just rolled with it. And I, I'm I'm glad on my decision, honestly. I don't regret it one day.
0: And what are some, like, things that you have done specifically to help, like, make North Carolina and the Raleigh area home for you? Since you said you didn't really know anyone. I know, I know you're kind of a homebody. You work from home. And so how have you gone about, like, getting to know the city and getting to know people?
1: So... <laughs> I'll be honest. I definitely don't do that because I'm not a go out person. But the gym community was definitely what helped me make it feel like home. And so I just, uh, listen, Google is my friend, y'all. I just was like, that's CrossFit gym in Raleigh. It's so funny because people ask me all the time. Like, how did you meet friends? I am like, bro, I didn't. I just Googled the gym closest to me. And I went in and I was like, what's up? And, and here we it's same with like my nail girl or my hair girl. I just Googled and I read people's reviews and I was like, all right, let's try it out. And like. I love my hairdresser. She is so stinking cute. I'm obsessed with her. So it's just funny to me because all
0: I've been doing is Googling shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's all I've been doing. Hey, if it works, then that's a great recommendation. (laughs) People's reviews and ask
1: people things. That's all I do. But for like friends, I really honestly, my gym friends are the only friends that I've personally hear. here.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's hard when you work from home and don't go out on like a social scene I'm guilty (laughs) so what other are there any other like big changes exciting changes and like things that you've done in North Carolina that have helped your mental health you know just made life better anything specific well honestly I'm still working on that like Mm -hmm. I think I could be better about like
1: creating better boundaries with things and trying to separate myself from like the Iowa stuff because I am still hurt, I think, and I'm still grieving like a bunch of different things at mm-hmm. once. So I'm I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm not like the best person to ask about that right now because I feel like I'm not, I'm not doing great, bestie. Like I'm
0: doing okay, but it's yeah. not great. <laughs> it's not much, but it's honest work. <laughs> hey, you're hanging in there. That's all we can ask. Honestly, like I said, like, I don't think anyone could go through as much loss and grief as you have just in 2022 and like still be on their own feet i mean i i know that exercise while it's you know been part of your life for years i'm sure that you know the gym helps because shout out endorphins but okay so to wrap this up kind of um what are some of your you know just you know whether you've googled it or whatever favorite places that you have found or been to um or like experiences if you've Demi Lovato concerts anything else that you've you know found fun yeah in your new place. Oh well I mean that yeah that wasn't here so I guess I didn't really think about that. But yeah. Oh my
1: God, Demi, that was amazing. Um I've gone hiking. Well people are that really hike are gonna laugh at me. It's not real hiking, but it's more hiking than I ever did in Iowa. Yeah. Um I what else have I done? I I planted some plants. That's new. Ooh, uh, plant mom, dog yeah. mom, and plant yeah. mom. Yeah, I did that. Um, I think I've just been. I've for me, I've been getting out of my house more than I had in the past. So even just like doing errands and doing things that like I go to the physical gym, whereas like at home back in Iowa, I would be like in the basement twenty four seven. So. I've definitely done a lot more in terms of like, just getting out of my comfort zone. But I don't think that that necessarily is like a Raleigh specific thing. I think it's just like a fresh start thing, you know? Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. That's perfect. That's what the goal of this podcast is. Um, I also love how you are, I hate to use the term using, but like letting Bailey help get you, Bailey and the dogs get you out of the house, especially with her work as a, you know, service dog at the uh, nursing homes. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's so great. That clearly brings smiles to of just everyone involved. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) I love it. So to wrap this up, any exciting events, upcoming things that you're working on that we should know about hopefully maybe depends we'll be putting out a podcast talking about like mental health
1: lifestyle just relationship trauma family trauma anything like that just I'm gonna be interviewing like different people that have gone through kind of like me like similar life grief experiences Mm -hmm. it's in the works right now but I uh it will just be pr- probably linked under everything. Like on my Instagram, like my Instagram is Simply Mander. My YouTube is Simply Mander. So it will just probably all be linked under the same, you know, gotcha. type thing. Awesome. But it should probably just be, you know, simply, I'm thinking about calling it Simply Trauma, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I laughs> They're So that's super exciting. Where else can people find you? I know you have an app. So do you want to give that a shout out? And then just like, um, I know you said your Instagram is social man, social, simply
1: <laughs> yes yeah i have um an app that you can join for a free week and it's basically like it's, i have like eight different sections on there there's like dumbbell at home stuff there's barbell workouts there's a six-week dumbbell strength program endurance um hypertrophy uh there's all Metcons, amraps if you're into crossfit there's, there's all kinds of different things on there awesome. so yeah if you go to simply like if you just type it in the browser that's how you can find it and you can just download it from there
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I cannot wait to get this out for everyone to hear. This was a blast. Again, this is new around here. I'm your host, Kate Cruz, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of new around here. Please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. You can also support the show by leaving a rating or review and sharing the podcast with a friend. See you next time.